Hello, and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, Episode 11. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by some other PC gaming nerds. Ryan. Hello. Missy. Hey. And Hannah. Hi, hi! Together, we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week, we gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week's selection, see if it was worth our money and time, then we pick a new game and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. This week's game is Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. And our companion song is He Was My Brother by Simon and Garfunkel. It's a pretty heartfelt song about brothers and fits the tone of the game pretty well. So let's take a listen. And he died so his brothers could be free. <laughs> Musical accompanied by Hannah. <laughs> brothers, A Tale of Two Sons was developed by Starbreeze Studios, published by 505 Games, and directed by Joseph Ferris. It's available on pretty much every single platform, including Android and iOS. So I didn't actually know it was on mobile. That's pretty neat. And it was released on August 2013. And we bought it on GOG.com for $3.79. Okay, so Brothers is an adventure game where you have two brothers whose mother has died in the opening credits of the game. And now their father is sick, and they have to go on an adventure to try and find, I believe it's a fruit that will cure any illness and make their father better. And so you control both of them at once with the same controller, like one on each joystick. So how did that work for you guys? Complicated. Yeah. For the first five minutes or so, it was a little complicated, but then I got kind of used to it. The only part that gets kind of weird is it's not like the left controller controls the younger brother and the right controller controls the older brother. It's based on their position on the screen. So sometimes if they start like crossing over each other, it can get a little confusing. But... I did think it was a really, I don't know how far you guys got in the game, but there comes a point where, because of spoilery plot reasons, you're only controlling one brother, and you've gotten so used to using the two together that it really feels really awkward and weird and disorienting to be just one person, which I thought was a little great mechanic. Yeah, it really feels like like you're missing something. So I liked that. I mean, it was a little confusing just in remembering which brother is on which controller, but it was responsive. When I told it what to do, it did what I told it to do. I liked the story. It was super sad. Oh my, (laughs) the story's really good, really emotional. Yeah, it is. And you don't even need words. Like, the Simlish was coherent enough to understand what they were trying to do. Yeah, at first I didn't realize it wasn't a real language. I thought I had set the, like, uh, audio, you know, titles on. <laughs> like, is this Chinese? Is this Latin? What? What is right? this? And I'm like, oh, wait, they're speaking Sim, basically. Yeah. I mean, it kind of has, like, an Indo-European vibe, I guess. It's really just there to convey mood. Yes. That's about it. Yeah. That storytelling is really, really strong that you can, like you were saying, Missy, you can get the full story. Story, the full emotional impact, understand everything that's going on. Yeah, without having any actual dialogue. Yeah, and you can actually have character development and yes. things, like how the little brother is a real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like, immediately I noticed this. 
<laughs> I do like it. The world feels really detailed. It's really beautiful, first of all. All the little side characters that you're walking by on the street, are they're all doing things. Like, no one is just waiting for you to do something. They all have their own little lives going on, which I thought was... I like that. And they're very well fleshed out in terms of what they're doing. You know, there's like the town drunk who he kind of waves away the older brother when the little brother comes along. He's like, hey, here's some booze. <laughs> <laughs> That was weird. And I also, I'm going back to the controls and kind of some of the stuff in the gameplay that it reinforces a lot of the story stuff. Like, for example, like the younger brother cannot, well, he he won't swim anymore because his mother died tragically in front of him. Which was so sad. (laughs) So sad. The way to start a game is like, oh, you're watching your mother drown. Okay. There comes a point where you have to swim as the little brother. Um, And it's like this big development in the game and all the stuff, you know, that goes into it. Not just mechanically what happens, but there's really good story elements and emotional payoff for getting over that. It's like while you're like swimming, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, your mother's like ghost is in the water, like kind of teaching you how to swim and like encouraging you to like, you know, keep going. Keep going. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that's a real ghost or delusional trauma, I don't know, but it's still pretty interesting and impactful. It is a pretty fantastical world. That's true. There are uh, giant spiders and trolls and... It sounds like he had some post-traumatic growth there, so that's... Right. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering, Hannah, since you like work with mm-hmm. children and things, if you had any like therapy recommendations for these kids. I would recommend some play therapy for the little guy. <laughs> He's definitely been affected by it because, and I, and I think that's very true to the effects of trauma on a lot of kids. Is uh, they can they can be kind of little jerks. They don't have a lot of empathy just because, you know, that part of them has been so hurt. I think that also kind of fits with his character in terms of if you get the brothers too far apart, they kind of start to freak out. That fits in that separation anxiety comes into trauma that has affected your attachment relationship. So, you know, watching your mother die, like, A, you're watching somebody die, and B, you're watching your main attachment figure person like this is the person who has taught you how to relationship and how to deal with the world so i felt like the the characterization of how those two kind of grow up and how the older one kind of he's significantly older so he kind of has more of a parenting role with his brother a little bit more parentified so that's pretty normal with a a trauma family (laughs) accurate (laughs) accurate very accurate Uh, yeah it was it was really sad for me to play (laughs) i liked how the game was paced in terms of the tutorial we were able to go through and it was woven into the story and as you progress through the game all of the different skills that you're going to need and then it starts combining with things after a while i got to a certain point where it started feeling a little bit stale kind of repetitive it was really repetitive and some of the I guess the game mechanics or the response was frustrating because aim for something and other times it would work, but then it wouldn't work sometimes just because of how the game, when you're hanging on to something and then you kind of lunge jump for another outcropping, occasionally the game 
kind of would glitch you up. Looks like you're about to fall, but you kind of really don't. And then sometimes you wouldn't hit that mark. That was really frustrating. What platform did you play it on? The computer? Yeah, we played it on PC with a Xbox controller. I played it on PC with an Xbox One controller. It worked fine for me. I didn't really have that much trouble with it. Yeah, I don't know. You played it on the same way, Chris. Did you kind of notice that? No, I don't remember having any glitches with it or anything. Maybe glitch isn't the right word. It was just the animation would kind of... A little laggy. Maybe a little bit laggy. Or not match the success or failure of your actions, maybe. It didn't match the success or failure of my actions. And they would get six inches short of hitting the little thing that they're supposed to be grabbing onto. And then it seemed like they would reach the arc of the gravity parabola and then start to fall a little bit. And then oh, all of a sudden he's got a hold of it. It just kind of jumps you over there. Wonky physics engine. So sometimes that would work and sometimes that didn't work. The controls were definitely a little wonky. It just took some getting used to. It was fine once you got used to it. I think based mostly on the story, I'll give it a four antagonizing little brothers out of five. <laughs> I will give it four cliffside graves. Oh, I will mm. give it four carded fathers out of five. I'm gonna give it three crying trolls out of five. <laughs> I don't know. I got to the cave and I was like, I'm not having any fun anymore. So I stopped playing it. That's a good time to stop playing. <laughs> right? All right. You know the law. Eight games enter, one game leaves. Each week we have a budget of $5 to spend on a game. And if we spend less than that, we'd roll the spare change into next week. Every week we each bring two games to consider. We vote for one and we cannot vote for our own game. The game with the most votes is what we play next week and uh, review on the show. So this week we have $10.51. Ooh. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. I want to go last. Oh. Ooh. All right. All right. Strategy. Mm-hmm. I want to nominate for my first game. Portal 2 is on sale right now at greenmangaming.com for $3.99. I actually have not played it yet, so I wanted to kind of take an opportunity to play it for the podcast. Have you played any of the Portal games or just not played Portal 2? I played the first one, but for like the last two levels. I like to take my time with puzzles. Like, I'll get to a point and I'll get, like, stuck and then I'll, like, go away and then I'll come back a couple weeks later. So, but yeah, that's how I how I puzzle game. So this mm-hmm. would probably require me to, to sit down and just play it. But yeah, Portal 2, classic. And then I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to nominate a free game, Dwarf Fortress. It's still technically in development. It's constantly being updated and patched and being added to, but it's still very playable, kind of like how Minecraft was, or I guess still is. They just kind of add more features and more animals and things that the little dwarves can do. But basically building a civilization and trying to get it as automated as possible. And it can get really, really intricate. There's like 11 different kinds of minerals that you can mine all sorts of plants and animals to interact with. The different dwarves around in the, the fortress that you're building have all kinds of different jobs. They even, you know, make little orchestras and dance troops and you can watch them perform and stuff. And it's all procedurally generated when you start the game. So it just seemed cool. I have some friends who will spend like five hours at a time playing it. My first game, since uh, we just talked about Dwarf Fortress is We Are the Dwarves, which is an action-adventure game where you are space dwarves, I believe, trying to find a new planet for your race. 
to uh, settle. And it's an action-adventure game. You run around and fight monsters and things like that. And it is $8.26 on GOG.com. And then my second game is Gauntlet, which is a classic hack-and-slash arcade game. I used to pump a lot of quarters into the Gauntlet machine in uh, my local pizza joint. And they have recently remade it for PC, and it is $4.99 on Green Man Gaming right now. And I would love to take another another crack at the classic. <laughs> Health needs food. Badly. Is that what that's from? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. It would be a big booming voice from the arcade machine of Blue Wizard yeah. needs food. Oh, okay. Badly. Yeah, I spent many, many a quarter at Rico's Pizza playing Gauntlet. I have the same experience with the pizza place as the video game. Hopefully this time your health doesn't constantly tick down. That was the ultimate quarter yeah, drainer for back sure. in the day. Even if you just sit there, you lose health and die. So my two, I had more than two games, and I'm moving one up the list because people have been mentioning kind of classic games. So my first one is The Witcher Enhanced Edition. Well, The Witcher, first of all, is an amazing game, and the Enhanced Edition of the original one, the graphics look great. They look as good as pretty much any game that's out now. The storyline is fantastic. It's really, really good. And I think that if we started playing through The Witcher series, we should start at the beginning and work our way through. I really like it. I don't know if you guys have played it before or not, but if you like RPGs, if you like games where your decisions matter and there's no correct way or incorrect way, you know, there's just different choices you can make. A lot of times with games, it'll be a choice of like, would you like to eat this baby or help the kitten? And you know, like, it's clearly right or wrong. And this one, it's more complex. And the thing that I like about it is the results of your decision don't happen immediately. So you can't just save it, make the decision. If something bad happens, like restart, you know, you can have to live with your consequences. So Witcher Enhanced Edition is $1.87 on G2A.com. And I highly recommend it. My second game, this is, again, I want to kind of step out maybe of genres that we don't play that often. This is Project Cars. It's on G2A for $9.99. So Project Cars is basically a racing game, and it's awesome. The graphics are amazing. It's pretty new. I think it's one or two. It's maybe last year it came out, and it's it's pretty great. As far as racing games go, there's lots of, you know, you can download, like, different cars and get different skins for vehicles, and it's very reactive. The scenery is awesome. I highly recommend it. It's a racing simulator. It's awesome. I think people will like it if you actually play it. So those are my two. So my first game is called FTL, Faster Than Light. And it's $9.99 on Steam. It's a a roguelike adventure game where you fly a spaceship through randomly generated galaxies and you recover cargo, you intervene in space fights, you rescue the good guys, you take out the bad guys, and you are outrunning this rebel force that's coming after you. If you get caught up in there, you can die. And permadeath means permadeath. You restart new every time. And it's a fun little game. It's It's almost like a little arcade game. The programming is better, but it's cute and kind of fun like an arcade game would be. It has like action, you know, adventure elements to it as well. But there's also lots of strategy. Like when you're fighting people, you can like, for instance, like close off sections of your uh, spaceship and then like open up the airlocks, like suck them out into space. Yeah, and, yeah, there's doors you can open and shut. You can put your crew in certain rooms if you want them to fight certain people and stuff like that. It's kind of got that tactics feel to it, that Final Fantasy tactics where you can put them where you need to put them to fight who you need to fight and that kind of thing. So it's a fun little game. But the game we're going to play this week is called Walking Dead Season 1. 
online. Telltale Games. For six fifty seven on G2A.com, you get all five parts of this adventure game. So it's a pretty good deal. It's a horror story game, obviously Walking Dead, set in the world of the Walking Dead comics, not necessarily the show. It's not just a game, it's a choose-your-own-apocalypse adventure. Your choices shape the storyline and the relationships that you have with the people in your group. And kind of like The Witcher, you don't know which one's a good choice and which one's a bad choice. I mean, sometimes you're going to tell somebody to go fuck themselves, and obviously you know how that's going to affect a relationship. Do you choose this person? Do you choose that person to be friends with? And you get to make easy decisions and bad decisions and difficult decisions. Like you can choose where you're going to sleep or who lives and dies. And the whole first part, at least season one, you start off with two kids in the group too. So you get to divide up the food amongst like seven people and two of them are kids. So you get to make really hard choices. It's definitely a grown-up adventure and it has a very comic book style to it. The artwork is very comic book style. The way that you interact with people, it's like you can see it in a comic book. You know, and that's where they took it after. And again, that's six fifty seven on G2A.com. Although it is based in the world of the comics, it's not like one of those bad licensed games where you're playing a character from the movie. No, this is a totally new adventure with somebody completely different. In the same fucked up world. I'll vote for Walking Dead. I will vote for FTL. I will vote for... Huh. I don't know. You were pretty confident there, Missy. I was pretty confident. (laughs) But, you know, I do what I want. But in this case, I want to play Walking Dead. So Walking Dead season one. It's a hard game. I will tell you that right now. It's it gets depressing. So just keep that in (laughs) mind when you're playing. Play it on a day when you're surrounded by cat. (laughs) If you're a cat person. I have actually played some of this game already, and I have to, like, take a break after every chapter. I never, like, could bring myself to do the last chapter, so I guess we'll have to <laughs> The do thing this. is, the reason I recommended it this week is because the season three is coming out on the 20th. So I've been replaying the games, and I'm like, oh, we have to play this game because it's awesome. If you like the TV show but haven't actually read the comics, I really recommend it. The comics are about, I would say, 60% more brutal than the TV show. Like the most horrible things you've seen on the TV show is like every issue of The Walking Dead. I've got the compendiums. I'm kind of a fan. He also, uh, side note, writes probably, in my opinion, the best superhero comic that's out as well, Invincible. So maybe check that out. Oh, is is this he writes that one? Yep, he writes Invincible. I'll go look that up. And it's great. It's nothing like uh, The Walking Dead. I'm not a comic book person, but I like his writing. He also, I don't know if there's a new show called Outcast. Uh, I don't know what network it's on. He writes that as well. So lots of Robert Kirkman uh, things for you guys to check out. All right. So that was Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other Four Color Nerds podcast on the week's comic books at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page, Four Color Nerds. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and and on Podcast Addict. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep gaming, nerds.